Eddie, what do you say we go get an apple juice? Nah, Mike, I'm into my little training thing. What kind of training thing? You know, I'm wearing the training pants, man. Oh, man, don't tell me. You're going along with this potty business, too. Yo, we have to, Mike, because the toilet man says so. Who? Mr. Toilet Man. He likes to eat your doodle and your pee-pee. So I say, give it to him. Eat your doodle and your pee-pee? Who told you that? My mother. Why? You calling her a liar? Well, no, I'm not she calling her. told me that diapers are for babies. What? Shut up and three fit more popcorn. Shut up and three fit more popcorn. Waka waka everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This episode, we're going into talking animals with the third entry in the Look Who's Talking franchise. That's right, talking about 1993, Look Who's Talking Now. So, sit back and relax as we get into this movie. After a word from our sponsors. Hey, baby, speaking Jimbo from Jimbo's Bar Tiki Grill. We closed down, guys. I'm sorry to say that. We shut the shit down. Only to reopen as Jimbo's Bar and Super Tiki Grill, motherfucker. That's right. We had to close down, remodel, uh, take some vaccines, then reopen with the big screen TVs and lots and lots of bottled beer. That's right, y'all. Jimbo's Bar and Super Tiki Grill will let you drink wherever the fuck you want to drink. Just don't come after us or we y'all get fucking pulled over DWI, motherfuckers. We ain't responsible for your drunk ass. So bring your dreamless check having ass to Jimbo's Bar and Super Tiki Grill. We got all the food from the last. We even got super wings. You know what the fuck super wings are? Well, get your big ass down here and try some. You'll love it. We still in the same place though. What's up guys? Welcome back. Like I said in the intro, we're going to get into 1993's Look Who's Talking Now. Uh, if you don't know the franchise, which I'm pretty sure y'all do, if you but if you don't, uh Look Who's Talking came out in 1989 and it was Probably one of the, probably the most original at the time. I mean, I guess since then, we've gotten talking baby movies. But we had Bruce Willis being the, I guess, interior monologue of a newborn baby to a woman who had an affair with a married man, a.k.a. Christy Big Booty Allen. Wait, is it Christy Alley? No, Christy Alley. Yeah. Uh, now, during that movie, she falls in love with John Travolta's character, and they bump uglies, and I guess, no, do they get married in the second movie? Anyway, the sequel is Look Who's Talking 2, with the play on words, with the whole T-O-O instead of T-W-O, and now Mikey's about, about, what, a year old or so? He still has an interior monologue and his baby sister, who is voiced by Rosie, o- no, Rosie O'Donnell, Roseanne Barr. Um, this is probably my favorite one because uh, Mr. Toilet Man. If you don't know who Mr. Toilet Man, he likes to eat your doodle and your pee-pee. Uh, 
Damon Wayans is uh, plays the voice of Eddie in that movie, and he's telling Mikey because Mikey's being potty trained about Mr. Toilet Man, and that movie, that part is just so funny, <laughs> and that's just like I even to this day, like Mr. Toilet Man, he likes to eat your doodle and your pee pee, so I say give it to him. <laughs> uh, but the third one, which is what we're talking gonna get into, that one came out in 1993. Now, of course, at this time, the kids have grown, gotten older. You know, they don't really need an internal monologue voice or whatever. So, you know, what's, oh, what do we do now? Do we add a third baby? No, you add dogs for whatever fucking reason you want to. You add dogs. Now, the intro to each of these movies, there's the uh, whole sperm chasing the egg uh, video, which... If you're if you were a kid like I was watching this, you have no clue what the fuck is going on. And so um this is a little bit different only because dogs have a litter of offspring, puppies, whatever what you have it. Um so multiple eggs will drop and so we see that happening in this part where and then uh we meet we don't meet his name at the time is Rocks, but um, Rox is born and he is voiced by Danny DeVito and at this time in the in the family house I'm trying to see the uh, it's Molly I can't even say the fucking last name Ubaraco because uh, she married James Ubaraco uh, so James and Molly have Mikey and Julie they're it's Christmas time and so they're kind of you know, she's still working as an accountant for her at this time for her uh, company. He, I, he was always driving a taxi, so I can't. I don't know if he worked for a ta- taxi company or if he was just a freelancer or what. But he's always driving a damn taxi cab, and so this damn chair squeaks too fucking much. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but he's looking for a job. She's she. I think she set him up with an interview for because he was because he would fly. Uh, I guess on his downtime or whatever, he was he he could fly planes and, and whatnot. And so he has an interview beginning of the movie, uh, and this is where we meet his potential boss, Samantha O'Bone or O'Bane or whatever. Now this bitch, I don't know what, what is or they made her. I don't know if they were trying to. I don't know, but she looked like Hillary Clinton, like a motherfucker, like too like the hairstyle, the pantsuits. I don't know. And so he gets the job only to find out that she lost her job. And so she's just like uh, all depressed. And now she sees and then she starts, you know, starts getting jealous. I guess she starts having jealousy come up uh, with James and his new boss and this and that. All around this is going on. Rocks. We we meet Rocks. He's escapes his biker uh owners masters whatever that and then he's been living on the streets hanging out with a homeless dude he gets caught by the dog catcher and he's about to get put down um i don't know why but I always assumed but i think i'm getting mixed up with a cartoon uh of one of the dogs sounded like cheech from cheech and chong but I know he did a voice for a dog cartoon. I think it was Oliver and Company or something. An old Disney cartoon. 
And he was the voice for one of the dogs, but I don't think he voiced any of these dogs here. It would have been cool. Um, so where are we at? So he, so around this time, it's Christmas time. So uh, the little boy Mikey, he wants a dog for Christmas. Now he's played by uh, David Gallagher. If y'all might remember him from Seventh Heaven. Uh, he plays a little boy. A little girl, Julie, is played by Tabitha Lupin, but I don't know if she's been in anything else other than this. It doesn't say much other than she's been an actress, competitive competitive dancer, trained in ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop, everybody. Okay, so she's a dancer. <laughs> um, so he wants a dog for Christmas. They're trying to, you know, no, we don't need it. But they somehow, okay, okay. So she lost her job. Molly lost her job. So now she found a part-time job working as Santa's elf, Santa's helper at the mall. So uh, James takes the kids to go take the kids to see Santa. Julie freaks the fuck out like most kids would. Uh, uh, Mikey kind of just like, okay, yeah, I believe in Santa. And so later, a little bit later on, he kind of makes his way behind Santa's workshop or whatever and sees that Santa is just some random dude in a Santa suit. Spoiler alert, not the real Santa. And so now they're trying to scramble and figure out, okay, hey, Santa's real. This is just a a, 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 a stand-in. This is just a Santa. You know, the typical stuff you tell your kids when they come to the realization that, oh, shit, that's not the real Santa. So... They're kind of like, what do we do? Eh, he wants a dog. Let's go ahead and give him a dog kind of deal. James lets his boss kind of know. Now, right now, as they're working, she... It seems like she doesn't have any interest in James. Um, But I guess after working or having him, you know, work for her and this and that, she starts to understand... Because he comes out at the end and she's like, you don't, you deserve better, James. Um, so I guess to score bo- uh, brownie points, she she basically gives him her dog. She doesn't even go and buy him a dog or get him a dog. She basically gives them her dog because, quote unquote, we're going to be traveling and no one's going to be taking care of my poor Daphne, who is voiced by Diane Keaton. Um, But... Before that happens, uh, like I said, Rox gets kidnapped. Get kidnapped. He gets uh, picked up by the dog pound, by the dog police. <laughs> and uh, at that time, uh, see, Rox, as a puppy, was in a box, I guess was one of the neighboring dogs, one of the neighbors. And so when they're getting ready to go into town or whatever, uh uh, Mikey makes his way to the box of puppies and kind of sees this one, and he's kind of like, oh, well, hmm. kind of like window shopping. And the dog, you know, gets a scent of Mikey. He gets uh, Mikey's scent, like, oh, a dirt and something else, some candy or some shit. Uh, so when they're at the pound, weeks later or months later, uh, he recognizes the scent of Mike, uh, Mikey's scent. And so he he's about to get he's about to get uh, euthanized or killed or whatever put down. He uh, breaks 
the little dog catcher uh, lasso, lasso on a stick, and he makes it, and he jumps on Mikey, and they decide to take him home. Now this dog is a street dog from the street, son, and uh, so he's completely polar opposite of what Daphne is. Daphne's been trained by the 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 uh, proper dog schools of. Of England or whatever, you know, she's proper. She drinks Evian bottled water. You know, she's a pampered piece of shit dog. <laughs> Rocks is more like, yo, what it do? You know, let me chew up all your shoes and all this other shit. Now, the progression of this movie is it, it doesn't typically. St- I mean, there's, it doesn't stay with just the dogs or just the family. And it, and there's parts where it seems like. They could have done more with the dog than just a fucking montage. One thing that I will say is pretty funny and pretty crazy is that Julie has a an admiration for Charles Barkley. You know Charles Barkley? That's terrible. They say San Antonio women are just big women. You know the tamales and all that. Just big women. That motherfucker. Uh, for those of you who did not know, Charles Barkley played at this time for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I always thought he played because in my head I'm always like, oh, one players don't play for different teams, you know, off you know one year or whatever. I didn't know at the time because I grew up '93. I was maybe like kinder for or around this time when did this movie come out? So I was about first grade, first second grade, first grade. Let's put it that way. And so I always grew up with Charles Barkley being on the Phoenix Suns, and I later on in life I realized, oh shit, he played for the, played for the Sixers, what the fuck? I think he played for another team. Um, not gonna get this isn't the Charles Barkley career podcast, so we ain't gonna get into that. But she loves him. She loves. Him. She's like this. She has like a. Um, I don't even know if they made these for real. It would be funny if they did, but it was a uh, like a stuffed Charles Barkley doll. Like, almost like an Urkel doll. Yeah, so... She watches a tape of him constantly, and, and um, she even has, like, a... I would say, like, a like a daydream of, of, like, playing one-on-one with him, and, like, she she's dribbling all fast, and, like... She ends up freaking dunking on him. But, like, she doesn't dunk. She just flies over the hoop and just drops the ball in. It's pretty crazy. Excuse me. I'm a little bit parched. Daphne's coming out. Hello, everybody. This is Daphne the dog. I sound a little bit masculine. Anyways. <laughs> so, that was cool. I like that. And then, of course, you get a cameo of him. But... The movie also goes into this whole jealousy aspect, this jealousy storyline, because uh, everywhere, ever so often, they run into Samantha. Like I think he was out for he was, uh, James had took the Molly and her mother out for dinner, and uh, they run into her, and Molly is just like, "There's something about this bitch." It's like like her and her mom both kind of like, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I want to punch that bitch in the face too." <laughs> So, she senses it. James doesn't because James is just like, you know, hey, this is my boss, blah, blah, blah. Um, we see a cameo because 
around after that dinner, she they kind of talk about it about oh why are you jealous and this and that, but they kind of bring up Albert, who was played by who was the Mikey's father, who was played by George Seagal. Now y'all might remember him as Grandpa Gramps from uh, the Goldbergs. He recently passed away. When was it? Let me bring his uh, Wikipedia. He recently passed away back in March. Um, and uh, I remember watching him. I think it was Just Shoot Me. And then, of course, he played Pops in uh, the Goldbergs. But here, he, he uh, his character in this movie franchise was Albert. He was Molly's boss who was married. They had an affair. He got her pregnant. Hence, he's Mikey's uh, biological father. I don't know if they ever tell him that. Or because in this movie, I mean, James is dad. Hey, dad, dad, you know. So, really doesn't matter. I don't think he came out. I mean, I don't think he should have came out in the, sec- in the first one. Or the second one, I'm sorry. Uh, but here he makes a cameo in like this weird fantasy where um, they're both asleep. And Molly's dreaming that uh, James is having an affair with Samantha. They're dancing like the cha-cha-cha or whatever. And in uh, where James is at, he's sleeping. He's dreaming that Molly is sleeping with Santa Claus, who was who is revealed to be uh, Albert. <laughs> and so they have this kind of this thing where their dreams kind of mesh together, and this like it's just weird. Like it's just weird. This little weird scene of of like, oh, we're having the same. We're in the same dream. Okay, hey, let me punch this bitch in the face. And so, um. The, the time has come for Christmas. They've realized, or she tells James, "Oh, something's come up. We have to meet for this merger because her company is merging with another company. We have to, we have to be, we have to meet him at his cabin. He has his cabin. He's over there. We have to meet him, and it has to be tonight." They. I guess, I don't know why, I guess he drives her too, I don't know, uh, because he's a pilot, so, okay, hey, let me fly you to this place, you can go to this cabin, now this is where it gets weird, because they're in the cabin in, in the middle of nowhere, they don't say where, I mean, maybe they do, I just wasn't paying attention, um, he has to call Molly and tell her, babe, I'm so sorry. I have to take her to this cabin. I have to take her to go meet this guy or whatever. I won't, I'll won't. i try and make it back for Christmas. I'm so sorry. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, and so I'm so sorry and blah, blah, blah. So now she's upset. Molly is. Molly's upset. And her mother gives her a heart to heart. Like, listen, you know, he's not... He's not a bad guy. He's not going to do nothing. You know in your heart. Uh, she tells her a story about how when her her father was on the USO with a bunch of uh, sexy models and this and that. And they were on an island for like seven days. And how he could, you know, in her mind, in her mother's mind, oh, he could have cheated on me, basically. And... She comes to find out, tells tells Molly that no, all he did was talk about me, how much he missed. He wants to, you know, he, you know, he misses me and this and that, and and uh, 
he told her, like, all we do is play gin rummy. But she's like, nah, that's bullshit. But in reality, he wanted her. He, he missed his wife, his girlfriend, whatever at the time. So that inspires Molly to get up and take Christmas presents and her kids in the middle of the fucking night. Freezing fucking weather. Now, I live in Texas. And yes, February was the shits for the fucking winter season this year. February was the worst fucking amount of time. Um, I'd say it was. It was. It was the shits for Texas because we're not used to that shit down here. We don't get fucking snow every year. Parts of Texas do, but the other parts, nah, nah, bro, uh-uh, shit. The only snow we like is snow cones, you know. So I don't understand. First of all, how the fuck does she know where the cabin is? Oh wait, no, that's true. She calls. She calls up all this this um the company the guy or whatever so i'm sure she gets the information from there but at the same time why the fuck if you don't now she's like she's driving a fucking taxi cab down these country roads or whatever the fuck middle of the wilderness she gets uh she has an accident she gets stuck and now not only have you fucked yourself now you fucked your kids because you have them in this fucking predicament now, this is 1993. This is not the year of the cell. I mean, yeah, there are cell phones, but this is not, you know, bling, pull out my phone, boo, 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 boo. You know, so her best plan of action after she gets out to kind of like, you know, gauge the situation and having a, a little run in with the wolves, which I thought was really cool because the dog manages to open the fucking uh, window. And, uh, and I know we skipped over a couple things, but. She manages, to, he manages, rocks manages to uh, roll down the window and attack this wolf and scare this wolf off, which is cool. That was pretty badass. And now he's a little hurt. And at this time, or by this time, Daphne has fallen in love with rocks. He took her out. I mean, she got pissed off at him. They had this incident where she framed him for chewing fucking a stiletto or something. And then unbeknownst to him about it, he, you know... She has to go to the restroom or something. She has to take a piss. So he opens the door. He takes her out on the town for the night. She has the time of her life. And she realizes, oh, my God. I've, you know, you're not as bad as I thought. She falls in love with him. So now after he attacks the wolf, she's like, oh, my darling. Oh, my poor thing. Uh, they run off. He goes off cause to uh, find James. And she goes off to find help. Which she manages to find the ranger, um, the forest ranger's cabin. And then he manages to find James. Now, this whole time, was uh, the cabin was a ruse. They get there. Nobody's there. It's completely empty. She knows. Um, she makes, like, this fake fax or something. And it's like, oh, I won't be here to the morning. Just stay put, blah, 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 blah. She unplugs the phone lines. She it's this whole ruse to try to romantically get James, you know. He finds out because he's like they kind of have a heart to heart, and so he's helping her learn how to dance. And so he, I think he dips or he does something, and she and he looks and he realizes the phone lines are disconnected. And he's like, "This bitch." He uh, he plugs them back in, 
and she says you don't need that dirty you don't need that housewife blah 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 you're so much better than that this and that blah 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 so her true colors come out well when rox comes in and finds him she yeah he pisses on her foot which is kind of funny and then that's it uh we don't know if he gets well of course she fires him but uh now you know the the true meaning of this movie comes to comes to a close because it's like oh well, are they gonna find each other and you know um the dog or Daphne brings the forest rangers they they manage to get Molly and the kids um uh, at least to the uh the forest cabin or the forest ranger headquarters whatever the fuck they call it and James they make their way back to the, to the cab they don't see nobody there so they're like fuck what's happened so rocks gets the scent again and they go off to find uh, Molly and the kids <laughs> And then they run into those fucking wolves again. Now, oh no, somebody is mad. Now, the wolf from earlier has his homies, and now they want to fucking get some revenge. And so they attack Rox and James. But when they do, uh, one of the, I guess the wolf that attacks James bites onto his beeper, sets it off, and that noise kind of scares him away. And fucks up the beeper though, and then that's how they escape from that predicament. We don't see it at the time. We see it just like, oh no, they're dead. Uh, but whenever uh, Mikey sees his dad walking in the in the snow, he thinks it's Santa Claus. But they find each other, you know, happy ending. Rox survived. He explains what happened. Rox comes through, and uh, he shows everybody. He basically, kind of shows everybody. That he's learned new tricks, sitting down, lay down, roll over, and now that's the end of the movie. The movie itself, here let's get into the box office. Uh, it says here it was a box office boom, only earning over $10 million against its $22 million budget. Making it the lowest grossing film in the series, hence why I'm talking about it. Um, again, you can't, you can't put talking dogs... I mean, the franchise was about talking babies, you know? And then, yeah, I get it, dogs. But, like, eh, should have they done, like, a third baby? Yeah. But it would just probably have been like, oh, now they're just going back to the well. Anyways. Um, again, thought it was kind of ironic that it was set during Christmas. And how, oh, this is a Christmas movie because it's set in Christmas. That whole mentality. So, fuck it. This is a Christmas movie because this is set during Christmas. Alright guys, so just stay tuned for the outro. I got the hookup, holla if you hear me, uh. I got the hookup, holla if you hear me, uh. Got a new TV, new gaming system, you wanna stream online? You wanna be like one of them cool kids that make money playing video games? But you can't hook your stuff up. Holla at your boy, it's Master T. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I got the hookup, holla if you hear me. I hook you straight up to the internet. Hook your DVD players, your gaming systems, all that electronical stuff that you just don't have the knowledge for. I am mobile. I am not in one spot. Hit me up on here, Snapchat, IG, FB, Twitter, all that. All you got to do is call 555-1234. That's right. I keep it simple. You know why? 
the quicker to the money, the quicker to the show. So, if you ain't got me on all them social media platforms, don't worry about it. I got cards at all the local spots, the post office, the supermarket. I'll be handing out things that like uh, food trucks, all that shit. So, uh, holla at your boy and get the hook up. that's it guys that is the episode thank you so much for checking it out do me a solid and go check out shutuppopcorn.com for all the crazy links to everything from the t-shirt shop to the youtube channel the tiktoks the social medias everything out there um as of right now i am we are in December, so right now I'm thinking of another franchise that has a movie set in Christmas, so we can do that whole, it's a Christmas movie, like the whole diehard debate thing. <laughs> uh, if you want to know my thoughts about it, I did an episode about two years ago, That's I think that's on the extra Butterfeet, I gotta go check that out, I gotta make sure it's on there, but nonetheless, uh... I ain't got nothing on top of my head as uh, we're just rocking and rolling, you know. Uh, I have plans to have a few guests on to review a couple of uh, movies. I just need to do. I just need to reach out. It's my bad. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, what else? What else? I'm thinking. I can't. I'm serious, guys. When I say that October really fucked me up. I mean, I went boom, 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 boom all month long and it's really knocked I mean I wasn't expecting to put out an episode during Thanksgiving um but uh from what it looks like on the schedule not schedule one schedule uh this the next episode should come out on Christmas Eve so we're gonna stick with that I'm gonna try and find a franchise I mean I don't wanna find a Christmas franchise I should but you know what? I want to do one on uh, Ernest, like Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas. But I don't think that's a bad movie. I mean, the reason I want to do that is because I like those Ernest movies. Those Ernest movies were freaking, uh, were gold. They were funny. Uh, I really love, I haven't seen Ernest Saves Christmas in forever. I might just put that on the extra Butterfeed as a. Uh, you know, as a bizarre one, only because I mean I like that movie. I remember watching it as a kid. What was the one? Oh, I'm thinking about the Olsen twins, uh, Halloween movie. What the hell was that called? Oh, double, double, double trouble, something. I fucked that up. Anyways, um, I'm looking at yeah. The next episode would probably come out Christmas Eve. So, uh, I don't. As of right now, I don't have an idea of what franchise or what epi- uh, movie I want to talk about but just know it's going to be a Christmassy a Christmas movie but not a traditional Christmas I don't know I, I mean I should explain what the hell's going on uh, the whole Die Hard Die Hard's Christmas movie no it's not yes it is no it's not yes it is okay whatever it's set in Christmas okay well then Batman Returns is Christmas movie okay fine what f- freaked me out, whatever it freaked me out, what pop blew my mind was Rambo. Did y'all figure that Rambo was a Christmas movie? Because it's kind of set during Christmas, like First Blood, the very first Rambo movie. 
Uh, I'm not gonna talk about that one because that's actually a good fucking movie. Uh, actually a fucking crazy franchise in the later entries, but nonetheless, um, just thinking off the top of my head, I'll find something. I always do. I know if it's not, I have a whole thing on shutuppopcorn.com and under the coming soon uh, section that it's, um, you know, oh, movies coming soon, which they are and they will. Um, and of course, if you see something on there that you want to, you want to jump on and you want to talk about, hit me up on social media, hit me up on Twitter. I'd love, you know, I don't, I don't mind other people coming in and wanting to talk about, I know I have somebody who wants to talk about American Reunion um, I know I have somebody else who wants to talk about Tremors A Cold Day in Hell so those are off the table but any other movie that you see in the coming soon section or if you have one in mind shoot me a text shoot me a text shoot me a DM or comment or whatever on my Twitter handle at shutuppopcorn.com and that's about it guys um just be on the lookout Christmas Eve the next episode that's a perfect place to put uh, Dr. Drake hold up yeah (laughs) with that being said that's gonna be it I wanna thank you again for checking out this episode and remember you ain't laughing you ain't living take care of yourself and everybody around your life I don't know what the hell that means take care of your loved ones boom no that, that don't work fuck i just stick with nanu nanu peace